Okay, so here's the bad news. The Devils weren't able to win against the Colorado Avalanche, but here's the good news. They actually competed somewhat hard, and there's still some positive aspects to look at it if you want to be optimistic about it. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elliott scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him, Rodriguez got the puck, what a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chaki, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. My apologies for not posting an episode yesterday. I'm kind of burning both ends of the candle with my schoolwork. I'm also applying to a variety of grad school programs. So I'm sure a couple of you can relate to me in that sort of aspect. But I will make it up to you guys. There will be an episode on Sunday since I didn't record an episode yesterday. So once again, there will be an episode on Sunday. Most likely a reaction episode to the game against the Seattle Kraken that will take place on Saturday. So... What are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, let's talk some pregame stuff. I'll talk about Ryan Graves making his return to Colorado, and also he left the game uh, due to an injury in the third period. Not really hearing anything right now at the time of recording. And then I'll talk a little bit about Mackenzie Blackwood, and then I'll give you guys my overall thoughts on the game for New Jersey Devils because I kind of anticipated for them to lose the game, but I didn't anticipate for them to lose the game the way they did so. What do I mean by that? Well, I'll talk about it a little later in the episode. So let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood because the New Jersey Devils finally posted their social media. Mackenzie Blackwood practicing with the team once again. And here's my initial thought or here's my overall prediction. So at the time of recording, it's past midnight because once again, the New Jersey Devils were playing on the western part of the country. So it's a late night Devils show. So you got to take a bunch of built bars. You got to take a bunch of caffeine. You got to do whatever it takes to just uh, keep yourself awake and focused on the game. So Uh, My overall thought process is this. Since the New Jersey Devils don't play again until Saturday, they'll have a full day of recovery. I fully uh, predict. uh, This is my prediction. This is not based on anything. I think it is best to start Mackenzie Blackwood against the Seattle Kraken. If he's back to practicing, if he's back to skating, and you fully anticipate for him to make a return during these next two weeks... I would say the best uh, scenario to put Mackenzie Blackwood in is to do it against the Seattle Kraken because that's a team that's not really going to give you much trouble. It's a team that also uh, faces the same issue that we face, which is just poor goaltending, inconsistent defense, and overall the offense is sometimes good, but uh, for the most part, it's very inconsistent. So uh, if you want to really put Mackenzie Blackwood to the test and not really overwork him, my uh, full opinion is that you need to put Mackenzie Blackwood against a team like the Seattle Kraken so that way the pressure is not building upon his shoulders and you're not just throwing him into the fire because once again I do I don't really endorse bringing Mackenzie Blackwood back at all but if the Devils are going to do so do it against the Seattle Kraken where you know uh it, it's not really gonna uh just overwork him because that was the issue that got us into this position in the first place which was we overworked Mackenzie Blackwood and he re-aggravated his heel injury and he's been out since January and now here we are mid-April so uh, once again, I think Mackenzie Blackwood will get a start against Seattle Kraken. Please do not quote me on that. A lot can change when this episode goes live at around 6 a.m. Eastern time. So that's my overall thought process in terms of how the Devils should handle Mackenzie Blackwood's return. But like I said, that's just my opinion. That's just how I would handle it if I was Lindy Ruff. But 
Uh, I'm excited to see Mackenzie Blackwood be in between the pipes for the Devils once again. And uh, like they said in reports, they anticipate to use Mackenzie Blackwood maybe only once during this uh, road trip that the Devils are on because it'll be another week before they return to the Prudential Center. So I think they're just trying to get Mackenzie Blackwood in for one final game before the season ends. So once again, guys, I wouldn't anticipate Mackenzie Blackwood to, uh, you know, just slide into a backup role. or uh, And I think him just getting his starting role once again is just completely out of the question in terms of how the rest of the season is going to shape shift. But, you know, still, we, we have like less than 10 games remaining on the schedule. So I, I think they just want to get Mackenzie Blackwood in for one final game and just see uh, where his thought process is and just see, you know, if maybe he can warm up to the Devils organization once again. But this is going to be an interesting offseason if Mackenzie Blackwood does want out of New Jersey. But for right now, uh, let's just see what Mackenzie Blackwood could do when he does make his return for the Devils. But like I said, if I'm the Devils organization and I really want to get Mackenzie Blackwood in for a game during these uh, next uh, road trips that we have ahead of the schedule, then I think your best case scenario is to do it against the Seattle Kraken. So let's talk about Ryan Graves momentarily, shall we? So Ryan Graves made his return to Colorado and they did a video tribute to him. So this is the first time that um, Ryan Graves returned to Colorado ever since being traded before the Kraken expansion draft took place. So it was great to see Ryan Graves just be welcomed back with open arms to the Avalanche organization. I'm sure they didn't want to get rid of him, but they were really left with no choice. It was either trade Ryan Graves for like pennies or you have to uh, run the risk of maybe him being picked up by the Seattle Kraken organization in the expansion draft and then basically you lose him for nothing so what would you rather have it do you take the gamble and just hope that the Kraken don't pick him up because then again the Kraken weren't really picking up a lot of guys but I think they would pick up someone like Ryan Gray someone who's uh you know efficient but at the same time not all that expensive and then uh or do you just trade him and just try to get something out of it because it's either you run the risk of exposing him and then uh you lose him for essentially nothing or you just try to get him for whatever you can even if it's like pennies or uh things of that nature so once again ryan gray's making his return to uh the the colorado avalanche it was uh, a great sight to see and i've always said that he is an underrated player and i'm glad that he's with the devil's organization i'm excited to see what he can potentially do for our organization next year because right now as far as i'm concerned he's the man on the blue line for devils especially with dougie hamilton struggling ever since he returned from his facial fracture injury and uh or Jonas siegenthaler one of our most consistent defensemen now being out for the rest of the few games that we have left on the schedule. So once again, it's been a while since I said this on the show, but Ryan Graves is the man on our blue line as far as I'm concerned. But you can't be the man of something without some cool sunglasses. So I'm going to get you guys hip to Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that plus 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's exclusively for listeners. Head to the Shady Ray's website, ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's the code, once again, locked on for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. 
And now, the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline.net. So, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. Uh, since the Lakers are not in the playoffs, I will not be watching the playoffs uh, for basketball exclusively. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, NASCAR, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, let's talk about this game in general for the New Jersey Devils. So coming into this matchup against the Colorado Avalanche, I didn't really have that high of expectations for the Devils because, you know, let's just face it, the Colorado Avalanche, they're one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. Coming into this matchup, they had a seven-game win streak. I I believe they had won four games in a row at home. So I was just like, it would have been a long shot for the Devils to, you know, pull away with the upset victory because the last time we played the Colorado Avalanche, we were able to make them blow a three-goal lead and we were able to come away with the victory. But I just said, in order for us to make the improbable victory happen once again, we would need someone like Jack Hughes on our team. And unfortunately, we're just shorthanded. We don't have the assets. We don't have the pieces. And uh, I'll be honest with you guys. Let's let's focus on the good uh, for Devils right now. Let's talk about uh, Hammett, the Hamburglar. Because uh, the last time we saw the Hamburglar out there in between the pipes for the Devils, it was an absolute crap show to watch. And uh, that's putting it nicely. So, once again, uh, Hammond actually had a pretty solid outing for a New Jersey Devils. So what I said in the uh, earlier part of this episode, I said that I did anticipate for New Jersey Devils to lose, but I didn't anticipate for them to lose in this sort of fashion. As in, I thought it was going to be an absolute blowout at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. I thought they would just beat us like similar to how the Boston Bruins beat us. And I was just like, they're going to show no mercy on us. Andrew Hammond is not going to have a good outing. But even though the Devils didn't walk away with the victory, they certainly proved me wrong in terms of their overall determination and effort. Because if you saw in period number one, the Devils had a few opportunities to try to find the back of the net. You saw great shots off the stick of someone like Sharon Govich. Unfortunately, it hit the post and it didn't find the back of the net for a goal. The same could be said for the Colorado Avalanche. And Uh, Going back a couple episodes ago, you know, when I did my crossover with Locked On Coyotes, one of the things that I told uh, the two hosts, Robin and Carl, was that uh, the the Coyotes, you know, they they hit the post a lot and Nico Dawes got hella lucky in terms of not uh, letting a puck go past them but at the same time the same can be said for the devils like the devils were competing hard they were getting some decent shots on goal and unfortunately they weren't able to find it and that's just sometimes how the game can be played because the devils outshot the avalanche albeit it was by one shot but they outshot them nonetheless 13 to 12 now let's talk about that second period because that's where everything went wrong for the devils once again and it's something that i've been talking about religiously during the course of the season which is the devils just don't seem to have a good second period but Lately, I've been talking about the third period and how things don't usually go the devil's way in the final period of regulation uh, as of late. However, uh, the the consistent theme throughout the entirety of the season was that the devils don't really have a good second period. And unfortunately, this time around, history repeated itself and the devils didn't have a good second period because the Colorado Avalanche outshot the devils 14 to 4. And uh, the Zetterlin had the first shot on goal for the Devils in period number two. However, it took a while before the Devils were able to get off another one. And fate has it. The Devils, unfortunately, let up three goals against the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, the Avalanche were able to shut.
shut the door on the Devils, and they didn't look back. They were able to go up by three goals, and there was no blowing a three-goal lead this time around. The Devils, unfortunately, just didn't have the firepower to make the improbable comeback, but at the same time, luckily, Jesper Brat was able to score in the final period of regulation to prevent the Devils from getting shut out. But at the same time, you know, I kind of anticipated that was going to happen in terms of the Devils coming out on the losing side of things. And they competed definitely way better than I anticipated because, like I said, I thought this was going to be a complete blowout by the Avalanche. But the Devils actually played somewhat decent this game. And Hammond actually had a pretty decent outing. And, uh, you know, if you're going to redeem yourself, might as well do it against one of the best teams in the NHL and just show that, you know, you had that overall solid outing and you have that potential in you to try to save face for the Devils at this point because, once again, I'm glad that we're giving Nico Dawes a rest this time around because this game definitely would have been a challenge for him, especially since he played in the last game against the Arizona Coyotes. We've been overworking him, but at the same time, I'm glad that Hammond was actually able to finally put on a somewhat respectable performance for the Devils, and hopefully he can build on that moving forward, albeit, you know, there there aren't that many games left in the season, but still, uh, you, there's still a, a decent amount left to the point where you don't want to put Dawes in for every single matchup. Now, here's the thing about the goals that were let up in this game, because I'm going to look particularly at the first goal that the Devils let up, and then the second one, because the first one was just bad luck, because you, you had the avalanche, they were able to get control of the rebound, and then they let off a turnaround shot, and it just found the back of the net, and they scored it on Hammond. So, you know, Logan O'Connor with, with that turnaround shot, there's really nothing you could do about that. It looked like Subban was in the right position to try to block the uh, puck or just try to redirect it away or use a stick to knock it uh, free, but fate has it once again Logan O'Connor was just able to do somewhat of a circus shot and that was just done to a T like that was beautiful because he had literally like less than a nanosecond to try to get that shot off because uh, had he uh, delayed the shot any further he it's not getting to Hammond at all like uh, PK Subban would have uh, made the stop in my opinion based on my perspective so you know, that's just bad luck for the Devils right there. Nothing you can really do. I'm not really going to complain about uh, the overall effort that time around just because, like I said, the Devils were in the right position. But O'Connor was just a few steps quicker than them, and he saw that they were swarming on in. So he just let off a desperation circus uh, shot attempt, and that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But let's talk about that second goal at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche because Dougie Hamilton, he either made one of the most boneheaded moves I've ever seen or probably, dare I say, one of the more ingenious moves I've ever seen. Because uh, here's what happened. So if you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche were able to get a shot off. And it, it was about to find the back of the net. But I guess Dougie Hamilton, he was leaning on the net. And he knocked it over. And he knocked it onto the back of Hammond. But it, it was too late to really do anything with it. Because that, that puck found the back of the net. And then Dougie Hamilton just uh, knocked the net over for some reason. I don't know what... Uh, his thought process was either he was just leaning on it, trying to regain control of his balance, and he just makes a mistake, and it, he knocks over the net. And uh, I, I don't know if that really affected the goal, but still, it, it was just a little, uh, how would I say it, just a little funky to see. It was just like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you knocking it over? Or he was just trying to knock it over before 
the puck uh, found the back of the net, and he was just like, okay, look, if I knock the net over and make it look like it was an accident, then the puck is going to go below the goal line, there's going to be a pause in action, and there'll be no goal at the hands of Colorado Avalanche. Am I overstepping this a little bit? Am I overthinking this? Am I stretching it just a bit? Probably, but it wouldn't surprise me because that that's actually a pretty ingenious move if you think about it. Because like I said, uh, if he thought about that maybe a moment or two earlier, then he can like knock over the net and then there will be a pause in action because, you know, they got to tend to it. And just right before the Avalanche are able to get off a decent shot, uh, the, the net goes down and then their good shot attempt just goes below the goal line and, and Dougie Hamilton is able to play it off like it was an accident. Or Dougie Hamilton was just being a complete idiot and a complete tool and just knocked over the net for no reason and uh, as a result, they, they still had to fix it and the Colorado Avalanche still got the goal. So I really thought that the referees were actually going to call something on Dougie Hamilton for it and just, you know, maybe uh, by the slim chance just wave off the goal call. But then I was like, wait a minute, uh, the Avalanche were able to score. That kind of still works into their favor. Dougie Hamilton knocks it over. It doesn't work into the favor of the Devils. It was really confusing. I was just like, wait, wait, what's going to happen? But either way, it was still somewhat comical to see. And uh, the last goal by the Colorado Avalanche came out the hands uh, on their power play. So that's something that the Devils have to work on, which which is special teams because the Avalanche were one for two in their power plays. And then the Devils were 0 for 2. Once again, the Devils have been 0 for in their last God knows however uh, power plays. I believe they're now like 0 for 23 in their more recent power play opportunities. So the power play opportunities for the Devils is going silent and it's one of the issues that they're having as they're trying to close out the season which is they could have made this a more competitive game because it was already somewhat of a competitive game but at the end of the day you know they they could have just helped their cause a little bit more if they're able to you know get these power play goals but Nonetheless, the Devils uh, put up a decent fight against the Avalanche, and I knew they weren't going to win. But at the same time, if they're able to put up this decent fight against the Avalanche, because this is like the third game in the row that the Devils have been playing somewhat decent, and hopefully it could carry over into Saturday's matchup against the Seattle Kraken, and they're able to walk away with the win. But they're definitely going to uh, need some uh, repair work on their bus or whatever the case might be. So I'm going to send them to rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain all-parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have access uh, on your phone to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com, everybody. So like I do with every post-game reaction, I will compare the final statistics between both respective teams. I'll give you guys my final thoughts, and then I will rate this game for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, shots on goal differential, 30-27 to 27 in favor of the Avalanche. That was actually quite surprising to see, considering the fact that the Devils were only able to score once. And then, like I said, they were outshot completely in period number two. They couldn't get off a shot for a long period of time. Zetterlin was able to get a shot 
on goal early on in period number two, but then the Devils just had trouble just trying to get uh, another shot on. So once again, uh, shots on goal differential, despite the Avalanche winning in that department, the Devils were somewhat close. So that was uh, somewhat surprising on my end. Faceoff percentage, 64 to 36%. In favor of the Avalanche, that was kind of anticipated because once again, Avalanche, they're, they're just one of the highest teams in the NHL. Uh, power plays, I already discussed that. Devils were 0 for 2 once again. I now now believe they're like 0 for 23 in their more recent power plays because I said in the last episode, I believe they were 0 for 21 after the game against the Coyotes, but don't quote me on that. Avalanche, 1 for 2. Hits 24 to 23 in favor of the Avalanche. Blocks 16 to 12 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, it was actually a dead even tie, 7 apiece. So, when looking at this game for the Devils, it was a hard-fought battle against one of the hottest teams in the NHL because... After tonight, the Avalanche were able to extend their win streak to eight games, and uh, I believe they extended their home win streak to like five. So the Devils really stood little to no chance against the Avalanche, and uh, quite honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't a blowout. We're missing a lot of key players. We're missing Jack Hughes. We're missing Jonas Siegenthaler. We're missing both both of our goalies. We haven't had Biles Wood throughout the entirety of this year. Uh, it's been an interesting sight to behold, and also... I want to give a shout out to Kevin Ball because he was able to hold down his end uh, late in the third period when it was a two-on-one odd man rush at the hands of the Avalanche. He was able to stand his guard and prevent the Avalanche from scoring. So a uh, great move from the youngster right there. So just want to give him that shout out. I gave him a shout out in the last episode for uh, getting his first career goal. So overall, this game for the Devils, hard fought battle, not the you know most exciting game in the world. Uh, definitely not the most disappointing. So I'm going to give the Devils a a C plus because they did lose a game, but at the same time they competed hard and that second period also plays a factor and their overall special teams also does as well because they don't give themselves a chance to win when the, you know, you have two power play opportunities and you're unable to capitalize on them. So once again, I'm going to give the devils a C plus for this game because it was a hard fought battle. They exceeded my expectations. They still lost the game, but at the end of the day, it's against Colorado avalanche. What can you do? I fully anticipate for the devils to possibly come away with a win against the Seattle Kraken when we head over to Seattle, Washington. So let me know what you guys think about this overall game for the Devils. Did you like the hard-fought battle? Do you think the Devils could have performed better? What are your expectations moving forward? The season is winding down. I cannot believe it. It's so sad that the Devils won't be in the playoffs, but at the same time, I'm excited to see the NHL playoffs for all the other teams that are competing, and uh, we'll see what happens. But for right now, guys, uh, on the bright side, silly season will be fast approaching before we know it. So I look forward to doing those episodes more consistently once again because those are my favorite kind of topics to do. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Hit me up on the show's Twitter page at Locked on Devils or on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Devils on YouTube and leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. I'll give you guys a shout out in the next episode. So once again, thanks for listening, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils.